Welcome to the Auto-ish Podcast with Mike and Pete. Episode 6. Episode 6. How's it going? It's going great. Good, good. Um, Ready to talk about marketing? Auto marketing. Yeah, automotive, dealership. Yeah, and that's uh, what we started the podcast for. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, <laughs> We're on episode six. We're finally going to talk about what we on it. what we started. Just a little bit, a little bit. Um, last episode talked a little bit about the BMW logo change. Yeah, um, and you kind of heard me talk a little bit about brand guidelines, and there was a little excitement in my voice, the opportunity to do something a little outside the box, add some color, add a little pop behind a logo, which is rare. A lot of times you see a logo for a manufacturer and it's got has to have white behind it or black, and that's right. that's it, right? You see, if you ever see a dealership commercial, and sometimes there's just a white box floating behind a logo. Yeah, that's yeah, well, the well, reason. Yeah, BMW's had that for years, um, and I forget exactly what they use for a term, but it's the I think it's the ID box or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and BMW, to their credit, has done a much better job of utilizing uh, the white background. They actually um, they have a specific way that it has to be utilized. There's other manufacturers that they don't care. They just It has to be right. on white. And then what ends up happening is the agency or the marketing person or the production company doesn't really find a way to seamlessly add it in they just throw a white background behind it and that's why if you see uh, i won't call anybody out but there's certain dealers <laughs> that will throw they'll just have this like floating white logo with a white box behind it and it's it doesn't it's not um uh it doesn't ring true to quality you know right but uh it, it does it, the changes that bmw are making are are, are exciting um and you know a lot of it stems from digital Right, so that's that's where you're going to see a lot of uh, this yo- uh, logo usage. Um, so it's exciting from the standpoint of what are we going to do with that digital marketing and how are we going to exercise this. And one of the things that I was excited to share with you, because I know you're big on video, yeah. is this is going to be the year of video. Um, yeah, I think every year um, in the last ten years should have been the year of video. Yeah, but, that's probably um, right. And we've all known. Uh, up until this point, that that YouTube's the second largest search engine in the world, and all the data in the automotive world says that YouTube is the place to be. Mm-hmm. People are doing their research there. Um, there's YouTubers that have become huge. Uh, Doug DeMuro, for one. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just there's tons of them uh, doing car reviews, and people are going there to get information about the car that they want to buy. Right. Yeah. I mean. You're right. Video should have been a bigger part of the automotive landscape. And, you know, you see dealerships that check off the box, right? They've, they they created a YouTube page. Check. We did it. And there's nothing there. They run their TV ads there, maybe. Yeah. I've, I was looking at some competitive um, BMW dealerships, and there, there's some videos on their YouTube page with three views. Right. Five views. Um you know, uh, kudos to them for trying, mm-hmm. um, but either their keywords aren't catchy right. or appropriate, or their title's not right, or the file name is not correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but um, the, the algorithms for YouTube, if you pay any attention or do any research, they all say that the that you should rename the file before you upload it to YouTube mm-hmm. to include what the video is about. So. We have a, a very um, – one of our top performing videos on YouTube is how to adjust a headrest on a 5 Series. Mm-hmm. Now, the file and, – and I looked back at this yesterday. Um, 
I had a rep in the in my office yesterday, and we were talking about digital marketing. And the second highest video on our YouTube channel, um, twenty six thousand views, something like that, is is this video about how to adjust your headdress. I went back and looked. There's very little content in the body mm-hmm. in the description, which was I was surprised by. Um, there were really well done keywords, but the file name was adjusting the headrests on your five series dot mov mm. and then the title was how to adjust the headrests right. on your five series and something that simple apparently is very important to youtube Absolutely. and it tells them that um not only did you take the time i guess to f- to name the file properly but that it probably is a video about what you're titling it right so. right um no it, ma- it makes perfect sense and uh these little things, right? You talk about keywords. I mean, these little things really do resonate. There was a time going back eight years where you could do certain things to manipulate manipulate your keywords and Absolutely. your SEO. Yeah, we used to keyword stuff, content all the time. Right. And you could actually get page one on Google for anything. If you really manipulated those keywords the right way, you could – didn't yeah, matter. That, some of the early SEO competitions, they – they found that just stuffing keywords on a page could get ranked. And, mm-hmm. you know, Google's certainly gotten a whole lot better, and their their AI is, is done a lot better, and they crawl better, and they mm-hmm. understand more. Right. So it, it doesn't work the way it used to. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we just, just jam a bunch of stuff in there and watch it rank. Yes. Um, but this year, more than ever, I believe, will will be the year of video for, for dealerships and automotive in, in general because content Premium, good content is so hard to find. Yeah, that's the key. And consumers are actively searching for it. And you mentioned the video about the headrest having 26,000 views. That That is the type of content and brand recognition that you know, you're looking for, that every dealer is looking for. They're hoping for that. And um, so not only do you get there by your keywords, but you also get there by being first. And you get there by right. doing the research. Like what are some common things that people come in, questions that people ask us? Right? Oh, wow. You're, go- you're leading right into what I have on my screen. No way. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> really? All right. So the one thing that I was going to – and I didn't mention this to Pete because I kind of wanted to, to just throw this out there. Um, but I can't believe you you walked right into this. So, <laughs> so I found this website. And I was all, this is great. And I was having a conversation with a salesperson about how um, creating some video would make sense. And this is how I think you should do it. So the the website that, I'm, that I have on my laptop right now is called answerthepublic.com. So and you'll know you're at the right place when you've got some middle-aged guy kind of staring <laughs> at you on the screen. It's, it's, it's a little weird. It's awkward. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But at the bottom of the page is a, really is a search box. So this conversation I was having with the salesperson about, you know, he came into my office and he said, how do I sell more cars? Mm -hmm. He had a great year last year. um, And it's, you know, early 2020. And and he's saying, how do I have a better year? How do I outperform? And I said, video. I mean, really, you're not doing YouTube videos. Um, That would be the first place I would start. If I was still on the show floor, that's where I would be. And he's like, okay, well, you know, what do I do videos about? So I, I pulled up this website, answerthepublic.com. So, and, and just for this episode, and, and I did something a little different for him, but I gave him like the top four ideas. Hmm. And one of them in particular was the, the fourth 
highest search of this one particular uh, set of keywords that we put in there. And I said, don't go for this one, which was, um, and, and we were talking about the, the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe because it just came out. And I said, you, you, you want to go with the 2 Series Grand Coupe because you'll be one of the early ones out there. Um, but when we looked up, we, we typed in 2 Series Grand Coupe, what came up in the, I think it was the fourth position, was 2 Grand Coupe Interior. And I said, if I was you, I would go look on YouTube, on Google, and see what you can find out about the 2 Series Grand Coupe interior because people are searching for it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it means that there's nothing out there and they keep searching, they're searching, they're, they're, they're looking, or, um, you know, is it something that people really want to see? Mm -hmm. and, but either way, don't go with 2 Series Grand Coupe review because you're going to get you're yeah. going to get crushed. Right. You, you can't go up against the Doug DeMuro's, the Motor Trends, the Car and Tracks. The, mm -hmm. d don't even bother. I mean, that, that that's going to be saturated already. But why don't you go find out what the, you know, what the interior, um, what's out there. He came back and said, he came back like half hour later. And he goes, I've looked everywhere. The only video I found was a video that was, you know, European. Right. It's not in, in the U.S., there doesn't appear to be anything, but people are looking for it. Mm -hmm. So, so right, well, go outside. Yeah, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, grab you know, grab our marketing guy or, or yeah. grab a genius with your phone, and shoot a video about the interior. Show people mm -hmm. the interior. Talk about the technology in the interior. People obviously want to see it. Mm -hmm. So, um, just to to get back to answer the public real quick, for me, this would be a content creation spark. Mm -hmm. This would be the place to go to, to find out what you should be talking about, whether it's writing a blog post, doing a video, um, doing something for Instagram, or whatever the case may be. But just for, for the purposes of this episode, I typed in dealership. Mm -hmm. That's it. Typed mm -hmm. in dealership, hit enter. And it, you, you kind of have to go on this to see it. It's, it's visual. It's like, um, think of it as like a wheel, and it's got spokes going around it. So the uh, on the inside of the wheel, it says, will, and these are questions, will the BMW dealership buy my lease? That's one of the top questions. Will, BM, will uh, dealership buy my car? Will dealership accept cash? Will dealership uh, take broken car? And there's all these other questions. Are dealership body shops better? Our dealership service, or yeah, our dealership service worth it? These are questions that I would answer mm -hmm. in some kind of content, um, whether it's in a video and, and probably, you know, right now because we're talking about video, that's what I would do. I would mm -hmm. go out and shoot a video. But I think that the headrest video example is a perfect example of we answered somebody's question. And it obviously is a very common question because lots of people watch the video. Um, and I don't think we didn't sit down at that time. And, and this is going back a couple of years. But I don't remember having a conversation saying people are asking this question all the time. So let's answer it. But, it, you know, obviously somebody thought that. But if if I was trying to come up with an idea or sitting in a dealership and I was in whatever brand it is, if I'm a salesperson or anybody else, for that matter, a marketing creator, I'd pull up this website and just get some ideas, write them down and just, you know, most importantly, Go do it, right? Because that's that you know that's the that's where everybody falls yes. falls down. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, speed 
we always joke at the agency, speed kills. Like, yeah. You you have to, if you see that opportunity, you have to jump all over it. Um, right. Yeah, know. we say the same thing in the car business. Time kills deals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, get, you know get the deal done. Right. Because, you know, time kills deals. Right. And, and at the end of it, when it's completed, there's, there's an interesting thing that happens. Most uh, business owners would be inclined to ask like what's my ROI on this right yeah and um, the perspective that I take when we're talking about content and video we're talking about 26,000 views we have no geo targeting that's specifically out there for it right it's it's going to go everywhere it's it's serving the need it's serving the brand ROI is actually probably one of the worst ways to look at this particular investment Um, what you're really doing is you're strengthening your overall brand recognition Sure. Um, yeah, you're becoming a trusted resource, and then what is Google doing with that? They're recognizing you as a trust, trusted resource, and I think you of uh, of most dealers would be able to speak to the value in being a trusted resource for Google and having SEO pages built out that have huge brand recognition. Yeah, well, you know, we have some blog posts on our website which are very similar to this, and we we actually have a blog post that's that says how to adjust the headrest in your five series and mm-hmm. then embedded this um this video from youtube so i'm sure some of the youtube traffic's coming over from that but we have blog posts that are nationally ranked and bring two to three thousand unique visitors per month into our website and i've had some you know some reps from bmw or uh dealer.com dealer.com does our website um i've had our digital strategists say well, you know, these people aren't going to buy a car from you. But, and, you know, maybe these blog posts aren't, you know, really that important. Maybe you shouldn't continue these because they're they're bringing in this organic traffic right. that is people who aren't going to buy cars. But I'm not backing down on oh, that. Yeah. And I think um, from a domain authority standpoint, it's it's critical that, that Google sees that, whether it's local or not. And I know the algorithms have changed towards more yeah. local. Right. But this is content that people want. It's content that is very sticky. They they land on that that blog post. They read it, and you know we're answering people's questions out there. Mm-hmm. So I I understand that from an ROI perspective, um, is anyone are they going to convert into buying a car? Those people reading that in California, they're not going to buy a car from us. Mm-hmm. But Google's also going to say this website's a place to be. Right. And th- this is valuable content that people want to see. And our domain authority, um, you know, our relevancy obviously uh, is helped by that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then when we talk about ROI, I'm going to shift gears a little bit Yeah. Um, into Pinterest. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think we have some, like, interesting things to talk about. And I think this is going to be m- more than a one-episode um, conversation. So we'll – we're, I'm going to tell the listeners, remember that we talked about ROI here and that I transitioned to Pinterest. And then at the end, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to circle back to ROI and we're going to talk about Pinterest. But Okay. So so we'll bring it full circle. It just may take us two episodes to do it. But All um, right, man. I'll follow your lead. All right. So you did something extremely unique. There is no dealer that I know of that understands – uh, Pinterest, and that is utilizing it for their dealership. 
Um, yeah, I I can't think of anybody, and and I know in the in the BMW world, I don't think I have any competition in on the Pinterest uh, right. side. So, you brought a little competition into the marketing meeting on Friday. Yeah. Um, talk about where that came from, and how you kind of got the employees engaged in it, and what sure. were some of the goals. Yeah, so, um, and you already kind of alluded to it, but on Fridays at the dealership, um, we hold a marketing committee, we call it a marketing committee meeting, um, pretty much every Friday, and at uh, 3 o'clock, anyone who wants to join the, the meeting that day just shows up in the conference room at 3 o'clock, and usually we meet for a couple hours, and uh, we just talk about marketing the dealership and different um, ways to market, and different events and we kind of plan these things and um, to just touch quickly on the execution kind of part we always we we joke in these meetings we come up with these great ideas and we have this it's like a think tank of Mm. of cool stuff and then actually executing it's usually the hardest part but um, but to talk about Pinterest so uh, February of 2019 I think at some point in time in January I just thought I, I really we need to do more social and uh, I knew nothing about Pinterest. So, and I, but the one thing I did know is that there was not that many dealerships, if any at all, doing anything on Pinterest. And I thought, you know, maybe we should just try this, just try Pinterest just yeah. to do something different. So in, in February, February 1st, I, I started a contest that uh, basically said whoever creates the, the, dealership Pinterest page that has the most impressions, the most um, likes and shares and so on, will get a gift certificate for 500 bucks. Um, so that got some people excited about getting in, into uh, in, into this contest. We had four people who actually created pages that, that were dealership specific. And what we decided to do was everyone picked a department. So I purposely picked parts, um, and I did that because I really didn't want to win. I mean, it, <laughs> I, I couldn't accept the gift card anyway, so um, I really didn't want to win, and I wanted to pick the hardest department, and I really wanted to dig into the algorithms and understand Pinterest. I mean, that was my that was my personal goal. Right. Um, knowing that on top of that it would hopefully benefit the dealership as well um, was just kind of a benefit. So uh, we had... Uh, one employee who decided to do pre-owned vehicle sales, uh, one employee did new vehicle sales, and um, the fourth employee did service. So we created, um, you know, BMW pages, BMW of Bridgewater parts, BMW of Bridgewater service, um, used car sales and new car sales, et cetera. Um, and then we set out, each of us individually, through the course of the, the month of February, we had 30 days or 28 days, I guess, um, to try and generate as, as much traffic to Pinterest as absolutely possible to try and win. Um, and it was really more about bragging rights for me. Um, and I got really, I mean, every morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm on my couch at home working on my laptop, pinning stuff and learning Pinterest and mm-hmm. reading about Pinterest and getting into it. And so did everybody else, which was really kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so to, to kind of fast forward, um, we're, we're still looking at, and, and, you know, unfortunately, at the end of the contest, none of us continued with this Pinterest. Mm-hmm. 
um, in terms of adding content and stuff like that, which, you know, when I start talking about some of the results, it, it we probably should be continuing this. Um, but um, other than the, the gift certificate, we spent zero money. The, one of the rules was that you could not promote it in any way, and you couldn't mm -hmm. spend any money to try and promote any of your pins. So something interesting happened during the uh, during this experiment. I'm going to use the word experiment because <clears throat> in the spirit of competition, it actually bred some really interesting conversations. It did, yeah. So it's valuable – it was it was valuable for me. It was valuable, I think, for everybody in the room to share. Oh, well, this is what I'm doing, and here's what I think is working, and here's what I'm doing, and this is what I think is working. And this hashtag, should we copy and paste hashtags, or should we write unique ones? Does the photo have you know? Can it be uploaded from this source, or does it need to be uploaded this way? How important is the content that goes beneath it? The backlinks mm -hmm. that go with it. Um, it opened up conversations that I would I would say most people wouldn't normally have. Yeah, um, we, we had lots of conversations about how many hashtags because, right. you know, I learned on Pinterest and, and, and not just from reading about it, but from actual right. experience and practice it, that three was ideal. Yeah, right. And, you know, you could say you could take it a step further, like just from a, a business standpoint, like how often are your employees talking about these types of things and curious on their own, right? It's it, it, You use the word uh, spark um, when we talked about that public answers. What was it? What was the website? Answer the public. Answer yeah. the public, right? It was a spark. Yeah. This is a spark as well. Um, so it's actually pretty interesting what that did and got people talking about and interested to learn about. And it opened up additional conversations about bots, Right. So we went down yeah. this whole so, yeah. rabbit hole yeah. into As you know, um, Mallory in you know in our accounting department is very savvy, mm -hmm. uh, very web savvy, and um, enlisted a bunch of bots to drive traffic to her Pinterest page. Right. And and, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, from a from a volume standpoint, it was it was massive. Um, you know, impressions for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she was able to get these bots to take uh, content from an RSS feed yep. and post to her page. Um, so in addition to her her own unique content, she also had all this additional content. So even when she was away, she had these little uh, farmers, you know, working away on, on the land, uh, harvesting click traffic and, and getting yeah. um, people over to the webpage. <clears throat> and it was her bringing that into the meeting – sparked additional conversations about how can we additionally use um yeah initially we bots, we were yeah. wondering if that's legal right oh yeah that's right <laughs> you know yeah yeah i mean from a from a contest standpoint yes, you yes. know is, is it fair that she's using bots right. and the rest of us are just trying to yeah. create pins and and you know be creative yeah um but I mean, at the end of the day she was yeah. bringing traffic to a pinterest page that was branded bmw mm -hmm. or bmw bridgewater and um you know, from a result standpoint, and that's probably the most important thing. Um, there, there's a couple things that that I can measure or that I can say improved mm -hmm. um, as a result. Um, obviously, we can look at uh, GA Google Analytics and, mm -hmm. and see the the volume of traffic that comes to our website directly from Pinterest, which is, you know, not massive, but I still think seeing months where there's 85, uh, you know direct traffic driven to our website from Pinterest. I think that's, 
you know, that's impressive. And yeah. we, we didn't spend a dime promoting anything on Pinterest. Right. So I think, you know, from an ROI standpoint, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So if you have a marketing person in-house, you, you know, the main thing with Pinterest is there is no competition. Right. You, you're It's not, you know, saturated with dealerships. Nobody's on Pinterest. So mm-hmm. it, it's a it, it's pretty much an open playing field. Yeah. Um, but the, to get back to results real quick, um, I learned about the Google uh, Chrome add-on for Pinterest, which allows you to – you're surfing the web. You see a picture. You click on it. It becomes a pin on your page. Mm-hmm. So it makes it really easy. So what I did, because I had parts, I went on our parts web, on our website and went to the parts page and then went to the shopping cart and pinned the cool items that I thought we had, mm-hmm. which is actually an embedded page from BMW Shop USA. Um, and the the, cus- the, well, the URL, the destination link, is the page on our website, and it's, it takes you into a shopping cart. So if somebody saw uh, a T-shirt that they liked on Pinterest and they clicked on it, it took them to the page that had the T-shirt on it that they could purchase online, um, and in the, the body of the pin, I would type, um, you know, this shirt for sale, um, right. purchase from BMW Bridgewater uh, online 24-7. Right. And when they click on it, it takes them to what they were looking for. So, yeah. you know, it's very relevant. And we did see an increase in purchases on our shopping cart, which was, you know, non-existent mm-hmm. before this. We, we Nobody went to our shopping cart cart or our shop USA page and bought anything and then all of a sudden we started seeing purchases mm-hmm. so um, and I kept asking the parts manager do you see anything do you see right. anything <laughs> um, but probably I think it was m- maybe about three months in we started seeing sales mm-hmm. and I was able to to at least trace back the fact that they were items that I had pinned mm-hmm. I wasn't able to trace back and say hey this sale came from Pinterest so I don't know a hundred percent um, but I do know this. We had no sales on the shopping cart previously. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we were starting to sell, and not a lot of things, but we were selling things. Right. Um, so I, I think that speaks really heavily to, you know, Pinterest as a viable tool mm-hmm. or, a, you know, a medium. And if you were to promote a little bit and you wanted to track ROI, you could. And I mm-hmm. think it, it, it makes a really strong case to use Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Um and and I'm not, I'm really surprised that more people haven't thought of this or tried this yet. Right. No, I completely agree with you. Um, in the next episode, we can get into the analytics, and we can, I, you know, I have the report, so we can actually look at some of the growth uh, metrics that go with it. We can look at some average time on page, uh, and and so on. But we can really talk about some of the value of impressions. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll save that for for next episode. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that makes sense. We we yeah. could go over the actual data and say, yeah, hey, like hard. you know, but a year later, I mean, we're we're now in March of 2020, but a year later, we're still seeing significant volume from Pinterest to our website, and we haven't done anything in almost a year. Yeah, at least not actively on Pinterest. The the pins are still there; they're still ranking well. They have a lot of impressions. Yeah, um, I think my parts page still to this day is 15,000 impressions per month. I haven't done anything in a year yeah. on that page. So yeah. I think that's 
It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, we, we talk about the value of video early in the episode, and really what it comes down to is the value of content. Uh, if you're, if yeah, you're listening, can. yeah, if you're listening to Gary Vee, if you're listening to all these, um, if you're looking at what's happening in the political landscape as well, you're seeing content, content at scale, right? That's, yeah. that's the, and, and that's really the key here. That's why bots are so interesting. But anyway, the, the, um, the, the key here is whether you're on a dealership level or you're a regional or you're a national company, content is just so important. And it's a good opportunity just to encourage everyone that, you know, it's a long process. There's not always a direct tie to ROI, but there's value just in the conversation and the sharing of ideas. Um, and, you know, uh, the lesson there, speed kills, as we talked about early on, yeah. if you see that opportunity, there's no video about the interior of the of the coupe. Jump on that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's go make that prime video. Prime time, man. Right. Get, get after it. And, yeah. Um, I believe he shot the video. I don't know if he's put it up yet, but um, you know, in in the future, I can I can report back oh, yeah. as to how it does. And yeah. um, you know, I, I mean, ideally, what we want to see is him selling some cars yeah. or somebody walking in and saying, "Hey, I saw it on YouTube." I mean, yeah. we have a, a a salesperson on the showroom who does very well with dealerradar.com, dot mm-hmm. and she has people walk in the dealership and ask for her specifically. Yeah. She's like, oh, uh, you know, how did you hear about me? It's it's yeah. Dale Raider. Yeah. And, you know, she's just done a really good job of branding herself there yeah. with uh, good customer reviews. Maybe we'll we'll talk about um, – I, I have a philosophy that every individual is a, is a brand. They are a brand. Right. So um, I mean, maybe it, we'll save that for, you know, uh, down the line a little bit and we can yeah, talk I about Yeah, I mean, that. we could do an entire episode about, yeah. uh, you know, it – and. You know, I'd like to think that if I was a salesperson again today, mm. that I would be, you know, at the top of my game, knowing what I know about SEO and websites and YouTube and so on. And But I, I would spend all that downtime when I'm sitting around on the showroom floor, not waiting for somebody to walk in. Oh, yeah. I would be out getting my own traffic by promoting myself on all these you know these digital channels. You're 100% it's, it's, right. As a salesperson you, today, you've got so much to, well, to work with that's that, the part, that I didn't have. That's the part that's a head scratcher for me because I, you know, I am in a variety of different types of dealerships and, you know, the ones that I see that maybe are not a volume store or whatever, it's just everyone's at their desk looking at their phone. Yeah, and, I don't know what they're doing. And I'm like... Oh, they're not going to sell cars like yeah. that. I just don't understand why you wouldn't take that those those yeah. down moments and create something that may sell you a car. Or worse than that. They're and even better, the, if you do a YouTube video, it's evergreen. Right. Yeah, right. It's it's there. Yeah. You don't have to do it again. Yeah. Or worse than that, they actually, like, wait at the front door, right, for the walk-in. And like, yeah, I, I hope that doesn't still happen at dealerships. I really does. hope that, that, oh, that our industry has evolved <laughs> to... <laughs> To uh, to a point where we're we're past that, I yeah. hope, and and I would like to do an episode in the future about what I think the future of car dealerships, yeah. you know, is and yeah. how they're going to look in the future. Because I have some very um, distinct thoughts as to what I think is going to change in yeah. in the world, and you know, dealerships in general have been doing the same thing for you know I don't know how many years, a hundred mm-hmm. years, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. They still sell cars the same way. They still do the same things in a lot of places, and it's sad. Yes. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, one quick thing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned bots again, so I'm going to mention bots real quick. Yeah. So yesterday, I, I think I was telling you I was in a, a, a meeting with a with a vendor, a, a digital vendor, and um, 
she has the statistics, the web statistics from our competitive dealerships in, in the area. And one of, the, one of our competitive dealerships, BMW dealerships, had a significant increase in web traffic. And, you know, we, we all have to have the same website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, BMW's corporate guidelines or advertising guidelines are very strict. Um, so I know that there's nothing that they could have done to make their website look unique. And the traffic was up 100%. Wow. Year over year, so, wow. and that that's just not something that's even yeah. doable. Um, it, at least not for anyone that's doing a decent job to begin with, yeah. unless you just had a total crap website and you came up with a good one. Um, and she said, "Oh yeah, no, that's fake." Oh, I said, "Well, yeah. what you know? What do you mean?" She said, "No, the, I reached, I saw this trend, and I reached out to them and said, you know, something's going on, and we found out that they have a bot problem." Their oh. website's being bombarded by bots. Wow. So um, we didn't get into it, so I don't know if it's if it was somebody attacking their, their website, yeah. but it showed up in form submissions, so they're getting a oh, ton of form geez. submissions that were uh, fake and, and you know, all this traffic that was, you know, just uh, bots, which wow. is really unfortunate because, you know, it, it may actually take, you know, some bandwidth or, or oh, you know, yeah. some, some time away. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that you you saw a lot of that, you know, going back like ten years that you would see that happening more frequently. And actually, um, there was a well, I won't use any names, but there there was a web provider that all of their dealer websites were hit about five years ago. Wow. Um, and yeah, we did have a little issue um, maybe about six months ago where we were getting leads that were bots. Uh, but uh, that was shut down pretty quickly, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Um, the bot stuff is interesting. We'll get more into that as we go because there, there's a lot more we didn't even touch there's on the Instagram There's so much stuff. we could talk about. Um, you know, maybe we could do a whole series about uh, if you were a salesperson today, what, what should you do? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, it would be really easy. I, I'd love to help people out there that are looking to sell more cars. And, yeah. Um, there's so many things that you could do. I, I think it's a great improve idea. Your, we can your even bring in like one or two of the salespeople. Yeah, you know? and you know, you kind of uh, touched on it real quick, but salespeople are their own business inside the business. Right. I mean, the dealership provides a desk, a phone, leads. Mm-hmm. We take care of all the advertising. We do all the hard stuff, and all you have to do is build your brand, mm-hmm. follow up with your customers, yep. sell some cars, um, and uh, it's it's such an exciting business i still get in the car every morning yeah. excited to go to work it's, yeah there, there's nothing like the car business i just i absolutely love it it's always evolving it's always changing and yeah um i still think we're behind the times but yeah. um, <laughs> as true. an industry that's yeah. definitely not true. The, not our dealership necessarily but yeah. yeah yeah as an industry for sure um but uh that's gonna be a that's gonna be a wrap on the episode yeah um thank you so much for listening uh like and subscribe uh, definitely you're into audio yeah uh, high-end audio high-res audio audio yeah. file gear check out the audio ish podcast yeah um and the you know, uh the beginner audio file journey for pete yeah. really i think is <laughs> probably the best way to describe it yeah yeah you should check it out yes. um as you know if you've been listening to the auto ish podcast we kind of got into audio yeah um just organically and ended up talking about audio and audio gear and 
um, you know, the purpose of this podcast really was supposed to be dealership life and right. marketing, digital marketing in particular. Um, and uh, just seemed that it made sense to spin off so that we could talk about things like this, like marketing and, right. Definitely. Um, you know, cars and what's aged the best and stuff and, and save audio for another podcast. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Like guys. Pete said, like and subscribe. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you.